everybody to real talk radio this is your boy justin jlb it is bb talk week eight recap and what a week of nothing perhaps because there wasn't a lot going on but yet there was so it was a very interesting week to say the least we of course will get to all of that but i of course am joined by my BB fanatics. Unfortunately, Stephanie isn't here this week. Uh, she had some other duties to attend to. Baby is always hard, and we wish nothing but the best for Brady there. But I still got my other BB fanatic with me, Cece. Hey, hey. It goes well. It goes well. Excited to get down to the nitty gritty here. How was your week? Yeah, week was, uh, you know, week was good. Week was good. Uh, first week of Montreal lockdown. So that's uh, always fun. You know, Red, wear your masks, people. Wear your masks. Wear your masks. Wash your hands and your body. Some people think you just, just wash your hands now. But should definitely still keep doing a regular wash, people. That hygiene joke, is important. Hygiene is definitely important. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we're not here to talk about hygiene because we can certainly convince people and try to preach to the choir about how hygiene is important, but I believe people came here for some Big Brother talk, and uh, yeah, what a week, indeed. Um, I guess maybe I would just go with for now, so if you had to sum up this week in three words or less, what would you say? Three words? God, that's torture. Yep. Uh (laughs) That's the idea. Um, expected unsurprising little bit boring oh damn all right yeah I mean, i'm gonna uh, be honest i mean i think i think the triple eviction you know we knew that that was coming i think that there was a lot of hype around that a lot of action happened but i wasn't really like rah 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 about the whole week so what are your three words um so yeah, I'm going to have to say uh, expected, um, generic. Yeah, it's going to be kind of along the lines of boring words because the only thing I really like is maybe the whole 10 grand sitch that we'll get to. That I kind of found myself being more excited by. And mm. obviously the, the, the triple eviction uh, definitely boosted some things up and uh, got a got a few people that we figured and one person that I was so happy for, but we will certainly get there. Um, but yeah, those, yeah, it pretty much the same as you though. Very, very generic, at least throughout the week. Once it got to Thursday, it obviously, uh, it had to ramp up. And I think, thank God big brother did that or else I think this would have, would have been one of the more boring weeks of big brother. And we're already halfway through. Um, and so, yeah, let's let's get to it. Um, sounds good. Sounds good. So the basically, 
uh, obviously, the, so this episode basically starts with the house guests reacting to Dr. Will uh, being their next door neighbor. That's always fun. That's how we left off. We also see that Danny was kind of conflicted on maybe perhaps wanting to use the replay power. She had spoken to Memphis about it, and Memphis was kind of like, no, I don't want you to use the replay power. I want to lay low. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. He just, like, he didn't want any of the potential backlash. That's it. Um, he didn't want any of the rumors. I, I, I think, smart move. I think, uh, good call. Good call by Memphis. Um, I think Danny might be just a little bit bummed that it just never got used. Um, but she could have used it on her HOH. That's the other competition she won. She could have used it. She didn't use it. Too bad. So sad. So, yeah. So, like, that was the time. I think she wanted to use this to do, you know, what we've been seeing Danny do all season, which is make a move, uh, blame it on somebody else, and then take credit in her in her speech at the end, in the final two, right? So she's she was going to try to use it and twist it to manipulate some some chaos in the house. Um, yeah. So I think Memphis is just, you know, just really smart. Like, doesn't bend me to fit me in any way. I'm really not at risk. I don't yeah. need to draw this attention to me. So I think it was a good move. Yeah. Um, a very yeah. non-floater move. Huh? Huh? Yeah, I know. I'm almost <laughs> convinced. I'm almost convinced. We'll get to why later in the week, but whatever. For sure. So the house guests are <laughs> the house guests are playing HOH. It is called Going for the Green. Sorry. So they must put a golf ball to get the lowest score. And as Dr. Will had mentioned to us, that you can either go for prizes or for the gold, meaning the head of household uh, thing. So essentially the lowest score is going to win as in golf if you don't play lowest score is always the best the least putts the possible so as i mentioned the twist they get three attempts so they get three attempts essentially to try and score their lowest score or they have the option to win to go for the ten thousand dollars same sort of deal to get the lowest score possible in order to do that so you have one side for the 10 grand and you have the other side for the HOH and three attempts. So certainly you should use them wisely. Of course, it was no uh, it was no secret that Danny was going to try to go for the 10 grand. And uh, Tyler seemed pretty excited, too, as well. He certainly felt that he was in a good spot and honestly didn't really need to uh, really go for the HOH because, of course, everyone is just playing it safe, which I also kind of get as well. Um, ultimately, Cody wins, though, as he got a score of two. Yeah, which was impressive. Impressive. I was really I was really happy to see kind of players using those three shots kind of wisely, splitting it between the two. Um, but we got to talk about what happened to Kevin. Because he, well, he putted and he got five. So Cody got two, so it would have beat him anyway. Right. But he got a five which at that time when they showed it in the edits he would have been well ahead um and then he shot again and got the almost the worst score on the board yeah i really felt i was so heartbroken for him in that moment because it's like you know better than that david also made the exact same mistake yes so david was doing pretty decent and then he's like no i'm gonna try like why why like Five is for especially for Kevin. Five, I don't know. I don't remember what David's score was, but it was around that low number. Yeah. But Kevin, I'm like, bro, you got a five. Like you've been on the block this whole like these last five weeks. 
like yeah. and you get a vibe this this is a message from god that yeah. you should probably stop because it's like oh and then he just decides to go again like i get it he probably was really excited and da 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 but I'm well like, no he just thought it wasn't, wasn't going to be good enough and memphis reshot out of five because he thought he might accidentally win <laughs> right again he didn't want it. He legit did not want it at all. He's like, I got a yeah. five. No, no, let me let me try to botch this completely. But yet he doesn't even try to go for the, the money at all. Like, whoa, this guy really is trying to play it safe completely. Yeah, completely, completely. under the radar. He does, Like, I guess he doesn't care for money because, uh, yeah, he was just like, I'm good. Like, don't worry about it. Just give me that 500 grand at the end of the day. Exactly. That's the, that's the real price. Yeah, that's the real price for sure. Uh, however, so Danny and Tyler were being selfish <laughs> and mm-hmm. going for the prize, and they both end up getting a score of three. So they each get $5,000 each. Both are bummed by it. And someone who's also bummed, not because of the grand prize, but because of Cody winning, is Miss Christmas. Oh my gosh. Her reaction there are four people who feel safe enough to go for money. I blow, I was just like, girl, yeah. <laughs> like, are you, are you out of your mind here? You're in the majority alliance. You really should understand why some people might go for some cash. Yeah, like, straight up. And I don't know, like, she just, like, she is now seemingly more comfortable with showing her true self and how she acts. Or I don't know, maybe they're just showing us more of her, you know showing these expressions and so on and so forth but she looked like she had the looks that wanted to kill and she was just pissed off yeah and i mean i think this will come up more as as we talk because yeah you're right her uh her her shield is down Down. there is some serious judging happening this like really intense competitive i don't know what's going on um yes very evident in that moment so with this, Danny tries to convince Cody, hey, maybe you should nominate Christmas because she has a mean mug. Uh, so mm-hmm. Danny clearly still going for Christmas. These two girls are still going after each other in a secretive way, but also just kind of more letting more of the house know. Um, Nicole walks into Enzo in the bathroom, and that's that. And that was hilarious. Just good <laughs> old comedy gold. That's it. So I appreciated that. That was at first I was like, wait, what happened? Why didn't Nicole flip out? And then I'm like, oh, Enzo was in the bathroom. I'm like, Enzo, close the door, bro. Just One lock job. the door. I, there yeah. is a lock. I'm pretty sure there's a lock. There's definitely a lock. Enzo just yeah. doesn't know how to use bidets and lock doors, apparently. <laughs> He's such a dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Enzo reveals to Memphis uh, the double wise guy alliance. Uh, Embo reveals Memphis's double wise guy alliance to Cody completely to try to convince him not to go for an easy target like Kevin or David, but instead, in fact, also take out Christmas. Um, I guess, you know, Christmas is kind of, I guess, sort of that Memphis role where she can be easily expendable, at least to a lot of the guys. Um, Mm -hmm. Memphis is in that. Well, keep in mind, right? Enzo, Cody, and Tyler have like a final 3-2 deal going. So they're obviously going to try to keep each other safe and like we mentioned last week, no one necessarily uh, cares about Memphis, but yet still, you know, leaving him yeah, there. Yeah, 
Yeah, nobody's really like invested in in the relationship with Memphis. Um, but Memphis isn't really invested in those relationships either, right? right. I, I think I think this was a good move by Enzo. Give Cody the heads up, kind of yeah. finalize that, and kind of put himself try to put himself in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, him going, his, him talking about uh, Christmas is definitely uh, a good start for some for some committee breakup here. Absolutely. And I just love their bromance completely. They're so comfortable oh, with yeah. each other. They could tell each other anything. Enzo is just very chalant. Like, ah, oh, whatever, bro. Like, it's fine. It's cool. And Cody's is just like, yeah, man, I understand. I get it. Like, they have this bond where they could just be so chillaxed with each other when giving any kind of news because there's just ultimate trust there. And it's like, don't worry. I know I got you and you got me. Like, what's good? What's happening here? You know? And it really stops the paranoia, I think, between those two, too. I think one of the reasons that bond is so good is because they kind of share everything, knowing that anything they share is game, which mm-hmm. also means that anything they hear is like if if someone was trying to get in between them, like it just wouldn't fly. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's cool to see. So basically... Cody fills Nicole in on his plan to take out Kevin. So Cody's, oh, wait, did we get to? No, not yet. Okay, so Cody fills Nicole on his plan to take out Kevin uh, with Christmas as uh, his possible replacement nominee if Kevin gets taken off the block. Uh, She's convinced, though, that Cody is just doing Danny's dirty work and that Cody, uh, and that basically Cody is just playing uh, Danny's game and not his own, but Danny, uh, Danny, Jesus, so many names. And Cody's just reassuring her, like, no, listen, like, I need, I want her out though, uh, as well. She's really rubbing me the wrong way. And Cody also does tell Nicole about Memphis's double alliance. So yeah. Memphis's alliance is just really, really not a secret anymore. And uh, he did the committee well, but this alliance, these alliances, not so much. And this is and this is kind of why I'm like I'm almost convinced he's not a floater, but this right here is why I'm like no, he got himself in a good position and then he floated on a really nice raft, you mm, know. So yeah. that's 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 where it's coming from, right? Because he doesn't have any real relationships. He doesn't include the committee in his decisions in the past. So you know, it's kind of he's playing his own game on his own, and he just built himself a nice little raft. Right. Yeah, but. Not a floater. Yes, he's floating, but he he built this raft that was so comfortable that it's like, hey, everyone trusts me. Because, again, if he would have built this raft, it maybe still could have broken. Each log could have... Okay, I'm going to stop with the analogy. It's true, but I like that. He's floating, but not a floater. I will accept that. I'll accept that. I think that's... I think we can... We can can come to a compromise there. We can definitely come to a compromise, for sure. All right, that's fair. Um, Kevin visits Cody in the HOH room and tries to convince him not to put him on the block. Kevin tells Cody that if he is targeted, he won't vote Cody to win. Um, And the conversation gets heated when Kevin tells Cody, you know what? I forgot what he said, but he said something demeaning along the lines of not everything surrounds... uh, Not everything in the world surrounds you, Cody, or something like that, which I felt came out of nowhere, and then Cody was just like, well, why do you have to say that? Like, well, why are you being hurtful and trying to demean me and all that? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so obviously that that uh, ticked Cody off and uh, ultimately elated for uh, Cody to put up Kevin and David. Kevin because of the argument and David just uh, just because. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, and then, you know, David is just kind of like chill, like, you know, oh, okay, like whatever, I'm here. So, because uh, well, Cody also had a conversation with David before Kevin, like letting David know that, yeah, you know, you're probably going up, but I think I think it's time for somebody else. Did Cody loop David in on the possible backdoor on Christmas? Not sure. Don't think so. I feel like he wouldn't even do that. Cody, yeah. David is so like he's kind of a he's kind of a loose cannon in that regard. He yeah, loose lip. Loose yeah. lip, rather. Yeah. So. I don't think yeah. so. Kevin isn't surprised that he is nominated for the fifth time. Uh, David is annoyed to be on the block, like we mentioned. Danny, though, tells Nicole she hopes she gets to play for a chance to win prizes and wants to see Christmas as a replacement nominee. So everyone is throwing Christmas's name out there. Um, and, yeah, so it's seemingly, I'm, I'm thinking more along the lines of, okay, maybe Christmas is going to go up. Like, finally, I'm done with her snobbish attitude and maybe she can leave um but nicole's kind of against the idea she doesn't want to lose more female players and admits in the diary room that she doesn't want to go along with any more of danny's plans either that ultimately hurt her game so she's feeling that she's being used by danny yeah and you know what i'm actually really proud of nicole yeah um for that you know for acknowledging it for accepting it um, you know, she mentioned she was put in some tight spots because of Danny's schemes and she just doesn't want to play this way. And um, I don't know that Nicole can get herself to the final two with the game she has been and wants to play. Um, but at least she's owning it as like, you know, I need to I need to take a little bit of my own control here. I would like to see her do a little bit more independent work from Danny. Um, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see if that ever happened. Well, I mean, it does happen a bit as she, uh, Nicole goes and talks to Christmas. Um, you know, they have a little heart to heart. She's saying that her name has been circulated and Christmas, uh, well, that Christmas's name has been circulating around the house. Christmas guest. Oh, it's Danny. Danny's doing the dirty deeds here, targeting her. Nicole does hope that being honest with Christmas will win her favor and direct Christmas and Danny against each other and not herself so she can shy away from the Danny torpedoes that are going on in the house, uh, clearly all done by Danny. Of course, one of Danny's biggest uh, moves that had gotten Nicole in such a, a position was, of course, the whole Devon situation, uh, with her yeah. having to do the vote. Ultimately, you know, that was a really selfish move on, uh, you know, like selfish move. Well, not selfish on Danny's part. I mean, it was smart on her part to get Nicole to do it. But Nicole should have saw that that was a really bad move for her game, especially to get rid of Ian. Uh, and at least putting Danny in that position would have got Danny a lot more heat on her, thus already shying away from any people trying to vote Nicole anywhere anytime soon. So mm -hmm. I'm glad Nicole is realizing that for sure and uh, happy about that. Happy she's uh, finally playing the game and realizing it because she. Because Danny does seem a bit manipulating, and Nicole seems like a little bit of a pushover. You know, she'll just, yeah. you know. So I'm glad I mean, she's finally standing up. You know, we know that Danny and Nicole kind of have a relationship outside of the house, but um, you know, Danny chose Nicole for a reason as her as her right hand, I think. And I feel like maybe this relationship is the same outside of the house. Uh, that would not surprise me. 
that would not surprise me either. And I honestly think it's going to hurt their relationship afterwards. Because I feel like yeah. now Nicole is kind of seeing how much of, uh, how much of, um, how maybe she doesn't respect Nicole as much as a best friend should. You know, seeing that she's really not taking her feelings into consideration and so on. So, uh, big brothers can make relationships, but they also can break it. So, Nicole found love in this house. She's also going to now perhaps potentially lose a best friend in this house. So, we shall see. Um, oh, we'll see. She might also just forgive it because it's game and, and, and whatever. It's you true. know, a few grudges for a few weeks and then everything will be all right. Yeah, that's, that's valid. David and Kevin chat, and Kevin tells him of his certainty that he's the target. Uh, Enzo talks to David as well and encourages him, hey, go hard at this veto. He wants to see uh, the house start to truly turn on each other, and he's down for this. He even he, goes in the diary room, like, come on, man. Like, he's yeah. even bored. He's, he's bored. I was like, thank you, Enzo. Like, yeah. you know, this is this because this is the type of things I was kind of expecting from Enzo kind of all season, but mm-hmm. he got himself into a really nice spot, didn't really want to risk that because um, that's kind of what got him in his in his season kind of got him in trouble and eventually evicted um so yeah now he's bored and and you know things aren't exciting he goes into this pep talk with david and i'm like yes i was like let's see let's see something happen like you can go you can you can get cody on board with this like cody's ready to back for christmas we can do this we can do Uh, this yeah we can do this and i mean there's not and at this point too like you take shots yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. You just have Kevin and David. Like, they're not going to do anything. Just take shots at your people. It's going to happen. It's not like there's going to be some random invisible shield that's going to protect everybody and then you all win. No, you're going to have to take shots at each other. And yeah. that is that. I uh, I can't wait to see Enzo's last season. Uh, what was season five, season four, uh, season six, maybe? I don't know. I got to check that. But uh, I'm really uh, curious. I don't remember how he played on his uh, on his. Oh, season. he was just a wrecking ball and a total mess. Really? Okay. <laughs> but a very entertaining one to watch. Oh, okay. Fair yeah. enough. There you go. So in the backyard, Kevin and David connect when Kevin brings up how his biracial identity is often uh, misperceived, being black and Japanese. And that toll takes on him. So first of all, whoa, I didn't know this at all. So, yeah, I want to apologize because I definitely uh, was guilty of this. I actually had to go look it up. So I made the assumption that Kevin was Latina. Yes. And Did you so, say Latina as opposed to Latino? Yeah, Latino. Okay. Latinx, <laughs> whatever you want to say. Latino. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I mistakenly thought Kevin was Latino. Um, his husband is, I believe, but yeah, no, that was totally on me. I was, I felt awful when I heard that and his comment about how I always get othered and, Mm. you know, this is, I think this is a really, this is a really common experience from people who are biracial or they have, you know, characteristics that aren't, you know, associated with, with dominant traits and, um, and yeah, it was really, it was really emotional to hear. Um, to hear from him and, you know, to be othered um, in so many ways, right, with his ethnicity, not feeling, you know, welcome on on either side, you know, I'm sure his Japanese heritage uh, does make this also very difficult 
for him so he's not connected there and uh lgbtq the whole kind of gamut um so yeah being othered is it's tough and it's so weird, right? Because then they also show, like, when Devon was talking to him about saying, oh, the black people need to stick together. And then he felt, like, weirded out, but, like, he wasn't part of that because he is half black. And I'm like, and I under, I completely understood, I completely understand where where, perhaps, where he is coming from because he doesn't look black or Japanese. He does look more Latino um, or, you know, some kind of, maybe even somewhere in Europe or maybe South America, but he doesn't really, like, he doesn't look Japanese or uh, black at all. And I was just like, oh, man, like, dude, that's got to suck. That's, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't go to any of your heritages because no one's going to, no one's going to really bring you in because you don't look like, you know, you don't look like them, so to speak, kind of thing, you know? Like, I, I definitely feel for him. It's that's yeah. got to suck. And that's where, like, the tribal, the tribal instincts of, of humans um, and the, the, you know, issues that, that we're talking about in, in a daily basis right now. Um, you know, all of this plays a, plays a role in that. And, yeah, I can't imagine being Kevin in that moment when, you know, Devon and, and David are talking about, you know, making sure that a, that a person of color makes it to the end and then to be openly not included in that conversation. I'm surprised yeah. he didn't say something sooner, to be well, honest. Well, that's it. And I'm like, dude, but why didn't you have, like, how is she going to know? You know what I mean? How would you, I, no one's going to know that you're black and Japanese. And you no one's going to ask. And no one's going to really ask. They're just going to assume something, right? So yeah. I would have brought that to, you know, when Devon said that, be like, well, what do you mean? I'm, I'm half black. You know, and I'm half Japanese. I, you know, but he didn't say anything. I'm sure he might have mentioned. I guess not, because he just kind of he just opened up to David completely about it. And uh, yeah, David, David's response was really stupid. I feel like I don't think he's not the greatest, most empathetic person to speak with. He doesn't show empathy. Oh. Very well. Yeah, no, he was just like, well, you know, you're just, just be Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> And part of part of me wonders if that's how, you know, he's he's dealt with his otherness. I don't know, you know, what community he comes from or anything, right? From right. David's perspective. So that just might be how David has has dealt with with being othered. It's just like just be yourself. There's there's nothing else you can do. Which is true. Which which also is a valid point. Like if you don't have to, you know, but at the same time, that's just your roots. You know, a lot of people don't know who they are because they don't know of their roots and so on and so forth. So yeah. it's a it's a toss uh, either way in that regard. But yeah, could have been more uh, empathetic than just be yourself. I mean, you know, I guess those are some Dr. Phil words for you, but still. Um, yeah, so I really thought that was interesting and definitely curious. I really like those com- these conversations, though. Like, they really have to keep doing that because it shows us more about uh how how these people are and the human behaviors and their backgrounds i really enjoy that's why i like big brother and mm-hmm. now i had to i guess dissect more myself but now i'm getting more info from the house guest talking and so on and bringing up these topics and i'm like yes this is what i came for and boy did i miss a lot of things from previous seasons because i had to dissect it and i'm not the greatest one to do that mm-hmm. um yeah. One step at a time. One step at a time. No judgment, all learning. Yeah, all learning, absolutely. So, 
ultimately, um, another. So now we officially know why Cody is the stupidest person <laughs> in the house. Such um, a great scene. He doesn't know what people from New Jersey are called and apparently has no concept of what people from other states identify as either, as he thought a Texan was an animal. Which it 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 is. The Texas Longhorn is a is but an it's animal. It's yeah, but I mean a Texan, a Texas I, Longhorn is yeah. different. Than I'm assuming that they, that they refer to them as as Texans in Jersey, obviously. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. clears throat> so, and he just was completely like, "This is a made up thing." Like, no, dude. Like, have you been living under? Have you not went to other places? Have you not spoken to people? I mean, it's not really a conversation that necessarily comes up a lot. I don't know. I don't. I couldn't tell you where I've learned this from, but I know it's a thing. Uh, I didn't know. I like. I didn't know uh, certain ones like uh, a Carolinian. Like, I didn't know that. I I, I would Carolinian. Yeah. yeah. I think that was it. And it know. is New Jerseyan. In case anybody wants to know and didn't Google it, it is New Jerseyan. It is New Jerseyan. See, that's not so uh, cool. But like a New Yorker, like that's a person from New York. It's not, his whole reasoning was no, but I'm from America and I live in this state. I'm like, I'm American and I'm from New Jersey. And I'm like, okay, I, I could see what you mean by that. But it's, come on, but. This was a con new concept to him. It's really oh. funny. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Definitely better than The Mornings with Memphis, which we only saw one episode of. But yeah, I certainly enjoyed that. And I hope they make a montage of all of Cody's stupidities at the end when they're all like discussing like, oh, remember when this happened? And da, da, da. There's got to be a montage of all of the things Cody. Q has gone from 10 to 25. <laughs> yes, that's great. Knowledge is power. It doesn't matter how, how high you get as long as you take strides and steps to get there. Um, boom. So when it comes time to pick players for the veto competition, Cody picks Nicole, Kevin picks Tyler, and David picks a house guest choice and chooses Enzo. So he basically chose Enzo because Enzo gave him that pep talk and said, okay, you know, if anyone's going to save me, it's going to be Enzo. So and he's person. probably right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Christmas is still irritated and mad again because uh, she's never been chosen to play in a veto and lets everybody know about it. She starts crying and goes to her bed. Um, at least she says, guys, listen, I'm just being emotional. Like, don't bother with me. But it's cool that you see all the house guests come and hug her and all that. Yeah. I don't like, you know, like there's no she even knew it was a stupid reason to be uh, <laughs> to be mad. But you know. again, but then we see, you know, like we said earlier, that wall is coming down, super competitive. She's she's getting a little bit aggressive, in my opinion. Um, yeah, she's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to see her. This is an interesting way to unravel. I think at this point in the game, it's really normal for us to see Big Brother house guests kind of unravel. You know, those masks come off. Things get really you know high pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, this is an intense, this is an intense one of those. That's it. So she's definitely showing yeah. her emotions more 
And so while she goes and shows her emotions, wise guy number one, which is Memphis, Cody, and Enzo, chat about the importance of winning the veto. But secretly, as you mentioned, Enzo wants to win and take down a nominee off and forced to shake up the alliances. So, of course, at this point, I was rooting for Enzo to win. Um, and too, of course, of course, and I totally forgot Otev was here and always glad to see different types of Otevs. This time around, we got the psychedelic salamander who threw a raging party and is now missing his tie dye t-shirts, uh, which features evicted house guest bands names or band names on them. And he wants the players to go and search uh, for those tie-dye t-shirts of the evicted house guest that he is looking for. And so, Otev, as you know, you have to go and search for your things. That's kind of the whole ordeal. And you have to go up this ramp, um, which is very slippery. And then every round, there's always an, a, a cushion missing. So that's how people get eliminated. So try not to be the last one up the ramp. Mm -hmm. um, so David didn't care. He's on the block. And he didn't care. He finds $10,000 and decides to just grab that. And, um, yeah, so David's out first round. So things things to note, so things to put in context here. So it's David and Cody because this will become relevant later. So David and Cody are the last two looking. David doesn't think he's going to find the shirt. And he's, we see him in the outtake saying, so I just grabbed the shirt and went up. What I don't understand is why he didn't take a cushion. Because he's pretty sure he could have eliminated himself and Cody. So, no. I don't think you can, though. If you take the $10,000, you're out of the game. It's the wrong It's the wrong one. Okay. It's the wrong shirt. Fine. So, that's it. I so thought Cody about it a little that. bit too much. Yeah. So, Cody <laughs> saw that. He's like, oh, he took the ten grand. Okay, I'll just casually go search for this shirt. Because that's it. Because when he asks, okay, what shirt did you bring, Otev? I brought you a $10,000 shirt. Nope, not the answer I'm looking for. Bye-bye, David. Yeah. Or, bye-bye, dude. I don't know. You know, I don't know what he said. He said a bunch of cool calabunga. That's bogus. <laughs> That's bogus, bro. Bogus, um, bro. <laughs> so this gives Cody the chance, like we mentioned. And uh, so David wins a $10,000 prize. And everyone is super, well... Christmas. Well, everyone is shocked, really, by it. And Christmas, Christmas lost it. Christmas just lost it. Like, really, dude? Like, you're going to definitely get evicted now. With your she season. kicked the set. Yeah. She lost it. She's. I, I mean, it's a bubble that. set, but still. She kicked it. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. She's, uh, she's, I don't know, man, something's up with her. I don't know if she's, like, off her meds or something. It's the pressure cooker. It's uh, the pressure cooker of Big Brother. Oh, jeez. But... She, I felt like she was so much more easygoing on her last season. Like I know she was. She hurt. is freaking out. Wow. She's freaking man. out. She's freaking out. There's no, there's no other explanation. But she can't. She can't. She can't think. Like it's gotten to the point, and I think part of this was she was also not selected, right? So she wants to play so bad, and she's so competitive, and then to have someone not play, I think just like insulted her salt in the wound kind of situation mm. um like you know i want to play and she wants to play because you know she has been talking to nicole she thinks she's going to be a replacement nominee so she's worried right right so yeah i mean i think it rubs her the wrong way but i yeah 
uncalled for reactions. <laughs> for sure. Um, so Tyler is out next. Uh, Kevin, uh, after a close call with Cody, ends up leaving. That was really close, though. Like, oh, my God. Kevin and Very Cody close. were, like, down to the edge. And unfortunately, Cody's a beast and just runs up that slippery hill like a champ. And Kevin is out. <sighs> Nicole um, is slipping her way through life as she is trying her darndest to get up there. But she can't. She could have won, like, that round. But And Cody ended up finding it and got up there. And both Cody and Enzo end up bringing her up via the Sliding road. her up. <laughs> Honestly, it was cute. It was funny. It was so Nicole. Yeah. Uh, it sucks that she was eliminated. Of course, she wanted to win to make sure that Christmas doesn't end up on the vlog. Um, but yeah, it was adorable. And our New Jerseyans just yes. do the, the fireman pull and yeah, get her up that's it. to end the round. <laughs> Typical New Jersey thing to do. So typical. <laughs> so typical. <laughs> uh, in the end, though, Cody finds the final shirt uh, before Enzo, and thus Cody has now been the power player of this week by not only winning HOH, but also winning the power of V2. Whoop, whoop. So several houseguests talk amongst themselves about David's misstep, of course, with choosing the 10K. Cody tells David his game move may have shifted target from Kevin to him. And uh, now David is kind of realizing, oh, no, what did I do? Maybe I shouldn't have went after the 10K. But yeah, honestly it, it seems this 10K put a target on my back. Uh, yeah. Again, you've clearly never watched the show. That's it. And so the thing is, you know what? At first I was like, bro, what are you doing? So wrong of you. And I'm like, you know what, man? You weren't going to win anyway. At least at least you you got the... Te not win the game. Well, maybe that not either. But I mean, like, bro, you you saw that you were up against Cody. You know, you were always on the block. I, I probably would have... Probably maybe would have done that too. Like, man, Honestly, I agree. I mean, like, okay. I don't judge him or fault him at all for no. doing that. You know, he knew Kevin was the target... I think that he did was a bit naive on not realizing that going for it first round when he, you know, there yeah. he had a thought to win. I think, I think he didn't realize the total impacts of it. But at the end of the day, yeah. I mean, I think he knew that he was not going to end up in those final two chairs uh, at this point in the game. I think he, he kind of sees that or understands it. So, um, yeah, you take the 10K and, and call it a day. That's it. That's it. So at first I was always like, oh, I can't wait to go on the podcast. I'm going to blast him. And then throughout the week or Thursday's episode, I was just kind of like, you know what, man? Like, whatever. Like, at least you got 10K in your pocket. Like, maybe again, just maybe towards the end of the rounds, not the first round was a bit much. That, I think, really solidified your target um, in that regard. I kind of wonder... If you were going to be the last one to get the T-shirt and then you just go and grab the 10K, would you then have actually won it? Or do you have to be one of the people to go on the bench? So that's where you were kind of alluding to at the beginning. Yeah. So this is I think this is why I was a little bit confused, because I'm like, I would think that you would have to, like, make it to the cushion in order to get it. So why not stay on the cushion and eliminate someone else? But maybe you don't have to. Maybe if you get the 10K, you get the 10K. I don't know. That's it. So I'm, I was just more curious of, okay, do you still get the 10K if there's no cushion left and you go up last? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe that's not. the catch. 
So maybe that's the catch. So that would make sense in his eyes then too. So, you know, I wasn't mad. I was ready to blast them, but I'm like, nah, man, like you got 10 K enjoy that. I truthfully, there was no way he was going to win this season. No, no, no way. way. Too many, too and many. And there's no ma- way he wasn't making it to finale night either. Yeah, that's it. So take that 10 K be happy. Uh, you know, that's great. Uh, so far. So we have Danny winning money, Tyler winning money, Devon winning money, courtesy of Nicole. Um, and uh, David winning the most at uh, 10 grand. Yeah. Like a boss. Like so a boss. after that, Cody decides not to use the power of veto, keeping the nominations the same. Oh, we wow. ups- Yeah, you knew that was going to happen. Well, I mean, I still thought maybe Christmas. Too, that you get well, do I was hoping, honestly, I was hoping that he would just pull the trigger and do it. But he doesn't. And not yeah. stay the same. And I think I think the nasty conversation with Kevin kind of made him go, eh, nah. <laughs> That's it. it. Well, I thought what he was going to do is take David off and kind of save him. Be like, all right, because now I'm just scared everyone's going to vote David off because of the 10K. So let me go put, uh, you know, let, let me <laughs> let me let me put Christmas up there. Say she's a pond and then kind of be all safe about it. Well, don't worry, Christmas. No one's going to vote you out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which which would have been much more entertaining as viewers. Probably not a good game move for Cody. And Cody was coaching David all week to try to to make sure that those votes didn't accidentally go the wrong way. So yeah. Fair. Yeah. So uh David and Cody chat in the HOH suite uh, as we start episode twenty-five. Um and um you know and Cody basically tells David, yeah, you should be nervous because grabbing the 10K like that was a bad move. Uh, Cody still says he wants uh, Kevin evicted, uh, but worries now David is uh, the suede house guest choice. Uh, Kevin does try to patch up things with uh, with Cody. Uh, he patch, tries to patch up the relationship. He apologizes for being for, for the awkward conversation that they had. And uh, Cody now wonders if Kevin is the best person to, in fact, target this week so see it's amazing what communication does though you know what i mean like it makes sense and i could see kevin be a weird conversationist person it could be very awkward especially if he's in his you know in his own head and in his emotions and you can clearly tell he's an emotional guy and so on Mm -hmm. but at least he did that because i'm like smart move kevin at least apologize to the guy you know like there was no reason for what you said to begin with you were just talking clearly out of emotions and at least now you have a legit shot to potentially stay Mm -hmm. so the house guests get a message from their neighbor dr will who cryptically I've never used that word in my life who cryptically advises them to plan three steps ahead so this got people going crazy. Uh, oh, my God, there's going to be a double eviction. Only David was the one that was like, there's going to be, a, unless it's a triple eviction. Has that I- ever happened? Like, he's asking, like, if that's ever been done. Um, Memphis says, nah, and then maybe. <laughs> so. <laughs> that's He's like, oh, well, three steps ahead. That makes sense. Um, yeah, so uh, several of the house guests feel sure. Um yeah, like with the double eviction, as we said, um, this so that everyone's kind of starting to plan now. So that's kind of weird how they kind of alluded to, how they alluded that with Dr. Will, you know, with why would you mention this three steps ahead thing? Why are you going to make people think 
that there's a... Well, they have to do something to get the committee talking, right? Mm. So, because at this point, right, if it's three steps ahead, we have committee plus Enzo, and Enzo's basically part of the committee. He just doesn't know it. And, you know, so this is... They, they realize, oh, like, you know, we're going to have to turn on each other. Like, three moves ahead is someone in my alliance. So I think I think it was more to, to kind of open those cracks that exist in the committee, just with a little mm. bit of paranoia, a little bit of conversations. Um, you know, and, and we see that with some of the things that are happening, you know, in, in the episode. That's it. So Enzo throws out the idea to Cody uh, of nominating Memphis based on his uh, double wise guy maneuver. And they were talking about the whole double eviction thing. Um, however, Cody is still kind of like, so Cody actually thinks Tyler is the better target as a fierce competitor, um, which is very interesting. It's about uh, time. It's I'm, about I'm, I'm so surprised these two have been working together for so long, actually. Um, but I think, I think they're, they have different types of social games. They do. Um, so they don't, I don't think they actually recognized it in each other until kind of it got down to this point because they were so focused on using the other one as a, as a shield, right? As long as he's in the house, I can defer, I can deflect. Yeah, so. that's it. So they're kind of protecting each other. So it was a smart move to make them... Uh, Cody was the one that made... Said for with him, Tyler, final two, right? Or no, it was just Cody, Enzo, and Tyler. They said final, final three. three. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I would still maybe keep them because as long as they're all in there, they can all deflect uh, each, each nom off of each other. Like, no, go for him. He's the stronger one. Kind of like what Nicole had with Ian. You mm-hmm. know, Nicole wanted Ian to stay because everyone would deflect to uh, try and get Ian out. As long as there's um, always two former winners, yeah. Yeah, and that's it. So Tyler hopes David will stay to help target Nicole and Danny if it's a double or triple eviction. Uh, Tyler is obviously still in that bag. He's been wanting Danny out for a hot minute now, way before she had put him up like two weeks ago. Or was mm-hmm, that last week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean he straight up lies to her face, her and yeah. uh, and Nicole. So, yeah, no, that's yeah. it. Um, you know, Tyler lies that he wouldn't target Danny, um, and yeah, of course, you know, but she did the same thing. So whatever, mm-hmm. liar, liars. You know, that's it. Do you want to well, play that? Remember, game? like what we but, said was it last week or the week before? They're actually playing very similar games, the two of them. Yeah. Oh, this was this was when they had their big blow up several weeks ago. Now is like you know they're they're playing very very similar games. It just presents a little bit differently. So they they have different flavors, but uh, very similar games. So I feel like he has a lot less seed planting though. Mm, I wouldn't. I well, not actually. Yes. So this goes back, like all the way back when we did like the cast review, where this is how Tyler how Tyler uses the information is different than Danny. So Danny goes in and plants falsehoods to try to get people going, where mm. Tyler uses information that was given to him, true or not, whether he believes it or not, not. Um, and so he and so uses he... it differently. Okay, fair. So almost kind of the same thing, still planting seeds, but planting seeds of information rather than seeds of doubt. And yeah, seeds, rather than seeds of doubt or chaos, yeah. Or chaos, okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, both very different. Um, I obviously, I definitely prefer, uh, I definitely prefer, more so prefer um, Tyler's way of playing, though. A lot more chillant. Um, she's just, uh, Danny is just more vindicate, vindictive. I don't like it. I find it too crazy. 
But uh, yeah. Uh, with that, okay. Yeah. So Julie's telling the viewers that she's keeping the triple eviction secret for now, uh, and then Julie gives Kevin and David a chance to sway the house guests with a final speech. Kevin tells the house guests if he stays, he is happy to work with them. David speaks to being the second male African-American house guest to make it to jury, but says he has uh, bigger goals and hopes to accomplish them. So it was very weird. I'm like, bro, you're already going to be saying, like, you're going to make it to jury. Like, no, you're trying to sway the people to, like, keep you. Yeah. I mean, like, another another rookie move. Just yeah. like all of the, if anybody wants to know how a rookie plays Big Brother, just look, watch David's game. Yep. Um, I think it's magnified because he's playing in an all-star season. Maybe it wouldn't be quite um, so yeah. obvious if he wasn't in an all-star season. But, you know, rookie, rookie, rookie. Yep, that's it. Well, apparently uh, the house guests don't think it's that much of a rookie move because Kevin gets voted out 6-0. Unanimous. Unanimous. And I think it was just the whole conversation maybe towards the beginning. Because we don't know when that conversation happened in terms of um, in terms of Kevin apologizing either, right? So yeah. maybe that happened too little too late. Everything was kind of already set in stone. He was leaving. Maybe he only did the apology because he heard that it was going to be unanimous. Because... It seems like we already kind of know they. Everyone already kind of knows by by uh, eviction night what's going to happen, what's going down. So no one's really sure. Yeah. So maybe it was just too little, too late. Um, Julie gives Kevin the news and give, gives the news, and without any hugs to his fellow house guests. Oh, so he didn't want to hug anyone. He says, "I'll hug you all on finale night." Kevin basically says, "Listen, I don't want to hug anyone there. They're all fake." Um. He speaks to the struggles in this year's game and his five times on the block and how different uh, that is to the first time around when he did make it to final three. Um, Julie commends him on the important conversations that he had had in the house. He is thrilled and emotional to know that those conversations aired and he has been able to represent various communities. Yes. I, I do like it. Warm and fuzzy exit. Warm and fuzzy exit. Um, I'm not a huge fan on him not hugging anybody. Like, okay, bro, sure, the house maybe might be fake, but so are you. You only technically go to people when you are in trouble and you need them. So yeah. maybe be a bit more of a social gamer when you're in a game like Big Brother so you don't have to defend your defend for yourself every week in that regard. I think... When he said that, he was being a bit of a hypocrite. Like, bro, just hug everybody. You, your game's over. It's done. I don't know. I so I don't. I don't know about this whole hugging people at the end. Like, I think it's it's a the classy, right, traditional thing to do. Right. I don't know. I probably would get up on a unanimous vote. I don't know if I would uh, hug anybody. Uh, I think it's like nice game. Go to the jury. Like we'll talk when this uh, shitstorm's over. Um, but you're right about Kevin just saying, you know, everything's fake in there, Lola, and he he created that for himself. So legit, legit yeah. created it for himself. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So it is triple eviction. So we'll go right to the HOH competition, uh, which is called "It's All About Will," which 
you know, I'm down for it. Anything about Will is always awesome. So it's called It's All About Will, where the house guests have to answer questions about their neighbor, Dr. Will, and his appearances over the last week. Um, Memphis alone answers the final question correctly and wins the head of household. Bunch of questions. Did, did Will wear slippers uh, throughout the three times you saw him? Was What's he his holding pocket in his hand? I, I don't know if his pocket was in his hand. That'd be Sorry. weird. <laughs> That's weird. Hand was in his, his pocket. pocket. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, yeah, color of the writing on the mug. How many times did he wink? And I think this is the question that Memphis went on. Maybe. That's it. Which was yeah. uh, three. Which I got too. I was like, oh snap! Look at me go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> congratulations. Good for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I win nothing. Um, so that's it. So Memphis has to give two nominations right away, and he immediately puts up David, shocker, and shocker. Nicole. Yeah. And Nicole. So that's weird. I don't know why he wouldn't maybe put up Danny. Maybe I guess he's more closer with Danny. Uh, yeah, I think he also, you know, Nicole's a pretty safe nominee. Oh, valid. True. True. Because, of course, he wants David out. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and then after that, they go straight to the power of veto. The power of veto is called Ice in Your Veins, and each house guest has to make their way across a balance beam, uh, complete a puzzle, return across the balance beam, and be the first to finish. Anyone who does fall into the lava is eliminated. That's right, guys. It's real hot lava. You die instantly. No, <laughs> it's obviously fake. But I always like that. Well, what is that game? Uh, well, it's like Don't Touch the Floor. The floor is lava that you play when you're a kid and you it's put it. cushions everywhere. And you living know, room becomes an obstacle course. Mom hates you for it. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, and Christmas hold on. is selected for the veto. She's drawn. Yes. Oh, that's it. So Christmas is finally selected for the veto. Um, and... We don't see her get picked, but she gets randomly picked, and she actually wins the power of veto. And house guests head inside to hold a very quick meeting with Christmas, and he's talking to everybody. Um, Nicole and David each get a chance to sway Christmas and tell them they hope she will use the veto on them, but understand her if she doesn't. Uh, ultimately, Christmas decides not to use the power of veto. So she finally wins one, and she doesn't get to use it. I bet you she's still going to be mad because everything is super rush-rush, and she couldn't really bask in the win. Probably. Um, Julie gives both Nicole and David a chance to sway the house guests. Nicole hardly knows what to say, and David speaks to having more game left in him to play. Um, Christmas uh, and Tyler are the sole votes to evict Nicole, while the uh, other three votes for David... Uh, are for David, rather. Julie gives the house guests the news that David is evicted from the Big Brother house, and Memphis could not be any more happier. And so before the speeches, we have to talk about the oopsies by production. Oh, that's when they find out, right? So on the monitor, they're coming in for the final speeches and the house guests see on the monitor, triple eviction. (laughs) And everyone's like, oh my God, triple eviction. And Nicole does mention it in her speech. Like, I don't know if we were supposed to see that, that it's a triple tonight. 
you know, but la 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 la, really now nervous because it's triple, you know, maybe I am going to go home. Honestly, I think had the house guests not seen that, Nicole might have gone home. Yeah, it might have been maybe different. That's so an oopsies. And Julie did not say anything. Even when David came out and David was talking and he mentioned the triple eviction, she's like, I didn't say anything about triple eviction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, she's just trying so hard. Um, Such an oopsie. I, honestly, I really do think that that is what saved Nicole. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, wouldn't you want to just maybe get her out and then maybe try and get her best friend out afterwards? I'm just saying it like that. I'm not saying because... Well... <laughs> we'll get there. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, so David goes out to speak to Julie, gathering his emotions because he kind of stops first. Julie asks David if he regrets taking the 10K. Uh, and he says that he doesn't, especially given how things went this evening. Well, duh. And David celebrates how much uh, more, uh, how much more game he has got to play than his last go round, and ultimately feels uh, vindicated by winning in that dark, uh, in that dark room competition this year. And I was I'm like, I'm yes. so glad. Yes. yes, I'm so glad he took the moment to celebrate that. That he won the power. He, it felt so good in basically the exact same competition that got him banished in his season so i yeah i'm glad he took that moment to celebrate that and honor that and uh good for him good for yeah. him i mean all things considered it's a tough chair to sit in but he's in the jury he's talking to julie he had the big brother experience and i think at the end of the day that's what you know that's what uh, we wanted to see from him if if we're bringing him back on an all-star season that he had no business playing on, at mm. least he gets to have the the check marks on his uh, Big Brother experience. Absolutely, still would have preferred Josh though. I don't know, he cries too much. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But still, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. David didn't honestly. So uh, with David's game coming to an end, he wasn't gonna win. I'm glad he won the 10k. Um, yeah, man. Like, guys, big brother, please, please don't bring, especially for All-Stars, don't, don't bring, bring, like, I don't know, make, that would be really bad. I was going to say, like, make one where people lose on night one or night two of the game and make that a thing. Because well, then they, that would kind of be a new thing for everyone, you know? I think they did that on the previous All-Stars where there were, like, three or four people that were, like, that really didn't get to play the game because of oh, how they same. were eliminated eliminated um but there's one yeah because there's one house guest i cannot remember her name for the life of me but she was evicted in the first hour the one with the coaches oh right in the first Ooh. hour she was eliminated. i want to watch damn yeah her name is definitely escaping me for sure oh. yeah yeah i can't remember her name but yeah she got well, eliminated well you know who also can't remember names before we get on who um Christmas. So I don't know if you uh. saw this or not, um, but it was just released that Christmas had, this was during when Davon was still there and she was about to nominate Davon. Um, or no, this was when Davon was about to leave. Yeah. And she was having this conversation to herself and she was just going through her head and she was mentioning, oh, maybe I should tell Dominique uh, about what Cody said to me or whoever, I don't know, he said yeah. uh, about what Cody said to me. 
And then the fans just flipped. The fans were like, whoa, why did she say Dominique? What was kind of going on? Like, why would... There's no Dominique playing. Like, you clearly know her name is Devon. Devon. So Uh, the reason this is a big deal is because Dominique was the African-American female representation in Christmas's season. Oh, snap. Okay. So yeah. this is why this is why the fan base lost their mind. This is going on previous conversations that we've had with concerns uh, about Christmas's behavior. Um, and so she's also been referring to Devon in other conversations um, as Dominique post eviction of Devon. So, oh, yes, snap. mislabeling Mama Day for another player of African-American descent from her season. Okay, I, f- I forgot if Dominique was in Christmas this season. Um, I yeah, but they're so different. They are so different. They're completely different women. They're completely different. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Like I uh, maybe if they legit had I don't know the I don't know the same there's hair, no the there's same no there's the same age. I, there's no reason. And I was like, <laughs> uh, I looked. I'm like, wait. I'm like maybe. I'm like maybe people are just going crazy for nothing. And I'm like, no, they're so different. <laughs> Yeah. This doesn't make any sense aside from you, you know, being racist here uh, completely. Like, would you have mistaken Cody for, um, let's say, um, Howie? No. You know, or Cody for Memphis? Maybe they have the same physique. They're big, bulky. No, you wouldn't have. You know what I mean? Like, it's just stupid. Uh, and or even the- Cody and Enzo. Like, you know, like... Jerseyan kind of thing. Yeah, like even that's closer, and you're you're not gonna make that mistake. So yeah, it's it's not a cool one, um, especially because Christmas played so many weeks with both women, that's and it. Devon be, being the one person you know who she had played with for for several weeks, seven weeks almost. So you know that's uh yeah, it's just it's just not cool, and that's why the the fan base is is upset, rightfully so, um, for that uh, slip up. And because she was having a conversation with herself just makes it that much worse because you can tell she's just thinking in her own head. So she's no filter. She's just spewing everything out. And then she just says, like, Dominique, like, no problem. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, oh, you racist human being. And well, uh, and we're all guilty of this. Like, sometimes. Like, we're all guilty of this, using the wrong name. I mean, heck, I did it last week when we're talking about the hosts of the shows. Right? right. So we're all guilty about doing this. Like, it's not like I actually confused Arissa and Julie. Like, I obviously know that they're different hosts. My brain just wasn't there. But it's because of the repeat occurrences that's of it. it. That's it. So yeah. th- that's the issue. People confuse names all the time. That's kind of thing. Like, I don't know if she would have said um, she would have mixed Avon and Danny. Like she would have just said Danny's name. Like, OK, that, that could happen. Like you mess up a name sort of deal. You're just thinking and whatever people mishap. But the fact that you mishapped on a person that's not even in this house with you, that you've been knowing names for three months. Like there's no reason why you would have thought of Dominique at all to mm-hmm. begin with. Exactly. Aside from her being on your team, her being uh, her on your uh, not team, but season, her being African American and everything like that, and then just mixturing the two because you don't care to learn these people's names, like mm-hmm. that's it, and that, that's why I think uh, kind of they blew the gasket. But I just wanted to mention that there because I thought it was a good leeway into um, not knowing certain names. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, we have the second head of household competition. Uh, and this one, first one was all about Will, but this one, it's all about you. And this is where the house guests have to answer true or false questions about things that have happened in their game. Uh, Tyler becomes the new head of household, correctly answering all of Julie's questions. And both Danny and Nicole quickly pull him aside and start talking. Hey, they're afraid that they're going to be targets. Please don't target us. Please don't target us. Uh, their suspicions are correct, though, as Tyler nominates Danny and Nicole for eviction, which I'm sure he was super proud about. Yeah, and there was, and they were the only two that talked to him, or at least the only two we saw that talked to him. Um, and he didn't really say anything, you know, just kind of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he apolog- took this time to apologize to Nicole, and he threw it on Memphis saying I thought this was Mem- what Memphis wanted so I thought that was the most interesting thing about that conversation um, trying to say you know I'm sorry I voted you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh yeah that I didn't get what because he was trying to cover up that he and Christmas voted Nicole out but Nicole stayed oh right okay so he's like, I'm so sorry. I thought that's what Memphis wanted, which I thought was an interesting move. And I would like, I would like to see how this unfolds, mm. um, either in the outtakes that we always see following a, a high intensity episode like this, or um, you know, long term with the Nicole Memphis situation. Like, why would Tyler think, you know, why would Tyler think that that's what you wanted? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Or maybe Tyler is just now pulling a Danny and starts blaming people. Uh, maybe. <laughs> or his information tactic. Maybe we'll, we'll see. Maybe Memphis told him something. Um, I'm, I'm so, guessing that. I'm guessing the latter. Yeah, that's it. So the second POV competition is called Feet to the Fire, which is another lava game. The only difference is you now have to bring it back to the other side, and if you fall in the lava, you still die again. So, um, yeah. So they have to correctly put it back on the other side, and. Christmas and Nicole both fall off the balance beam and are eliminated. Christmas is very angry. Uh, Tyler accomplishes the goal first, winning the golden power of veto. He is destroying these competitions. Yeah. Destroying them. Cody is properly, properly intimidated. Yeah, for sure. And I think Cody realizes, like, man, we should probably get him out quick, uh, even before the final three, because this guy will definitely make it into the first spot and me and Enzo are going to have to fight each other. So I would uh, definitely look at getting him out soon. Um, Nicole and Danny each get a chance uh, to persuade Tyler to use the video, uh, the veto, but both see the fertility in it. And while Nicole asks to be taken off the block, Danny uses the time instead to speak to her family back home. And this is where Tyler's like, okay, then, I will decide not to use the power of veto. Screw you, Danny. Fend yourself. Defend yourself to the other house guests because I don't care for you. Yeah. Doesn't say this, just thinking it. Um, and yeah, any uh, anything on there on Danny's move to do that? I guess um, it doesn't really matter, but I think it does matter when we talk about eviction speeches because 
maybe I would have gone a little feistier on the veto one. Mm-hmm. Um, smarter, not the same speech, but um, feistier on the veto one to kind of get get something out there. She's been planting seeds of doubt. Harvest something. Just like harvest anything you've been planting all season. <laughs> so we'll get there. Uh, the final eviction vote of the night begins with Nicole and Danny's speeches. Nicole isn't sure what to say, as usual, but urges the house guests to keep her. Um, Danny, on the other hand, accuses Tyler and Christmas of a final two and makes it apparent uh, who she will be targeting if she stays. So this is where she could have got a little bit more feistier too. Really call a bunch, uh, really call a bunch of things that you've been planting, bro. Like this is your time. Call. I, I don't know why you just called two though. You know, you're going down to six. Call out three people or four people. Uh, no, call out three people. So like this, you have a defending side kind of thing. It's three versus three. Make yourself two separate alliances, sort of deal. Yeah. And so I think that had she, I mean, she obviously couldn't use that uh, to try to get the veto used on her. But this is where I'm like, you do something that makes Tyler and Christmas go, oh shit, we need Danny. Mm-hmm. So even if they don't use the veto in that moment, they at least consider the votes a little bit more seriously. Because Nicole's speeches are nothing their air but uh if daddy if you're going to use that platform i think that using it in a in a situation like this on your veto is is a better move because you're either going to put the nail in the coffin or you're going to save yourself and i think that it would happen at the veto speech more so than the the eviction eviction. okay so you're saying she should basically should have called them out on the veto speech yep yeah given some time for people to think about it yeah, that's valid because they were all under pressure and really tired. So, mm-hmm. um, for sure. So, Danny is, though, evicted by unanimously 4 2 0. And um, I'm a happy camper. I'm done with her cockiness. Uh, she played a very good game. You know, she, she planted seeds, but she was ultimately playing too fast, uh, too soon. And she was just causing a whole lot of ruckus. Um, but to be fair, I think this is the best game she's played. Yeah, and I was thinking the same thing. So going into Thursday's episode, so knowing that we're going into a triple eviction, I really was thinking, like, if, if Danny survives this, she's played the best game. Yeah. And that that's really where I was with her. Again, you know, kind of same boat as her. She's, like, as, as you, sorry, like, her game's really cocky. I'm not a huge fan of her. I mean, I've been calling her mean girl since the very beginning um those sentiments haven't changed but i can recognize the game i can recognize the game yeah no she definitely uh she she definitely went all out i think this was her most she really was feisty and um was really planting a bunch of seeds like i i don't remember her doing that well for certainly not her first season uh but her second season i don't remember i still remember her being somewhat silent uh, she was a little bit more out there, but this one, she really played the game, but she unfortunately played it way too quick. And yeah, so she, every time she's played, her game has gotten more overt. I don't think her game itself has actually changed, um, other than the evolution, where she is a little bit more confident in her strategy, and I think it's a very similar strategy to what she's played before. Mm-hmm. Um 
but because she's more confident in it, she yeah, she got a little sloppy, played a little bit too hard. Um, and ultimately it just it made her an, an easy target uh, when the committee starts breaking down. Dare I say she's maybe even better than Janelle? Uh, yes, minus the self-admittance that she could not uh, win comps. But I would argue that, yes, Danny is a better uh, game player than Janelle. And fandom hate me. I don't care. Um, I've never been a Janelle fan. Woohoo, she wins comps. Whatever. Um, I do think Danny is a better player than Janelle. I mean, I think at the age that they are now, that Danny is a, because Janelle oh, didn't Oh, definitely. Neither season. of them could win competition. Um, neither could win competitions. Um, I think early Janelle was an absolute beast, but for some reason, this Janelle uh, just wasn't in, in it, uh, in it to win it. Um, still thinking about that DJ competition that she hmm. failed at miserably. Um, but yeah. So I think at this rate, Danny does beat Janelle, and I'm a huge Janelle fan. So I'm sorry, Janelle, if you ever randomly listen to this or care. Um, my apologies. Um, she don't care about you. <laughs> Whatever, Jedi strong, Janie. beautiful woman. She will always be Jedi Janie to me, okay? Yeah. Howie, where you at? Give me a holler. Um, so she joins, uh, so basically Danny joins Julie outside of the BB house. She tells Julie about how she'd never felt safe with Tyler and Christmas and that she thinks uh, they must see her as a bigger threat than Nicole, clearly. Um, overall, Danny speaks at how much fun she has had playing All-Stars and how much she absolutely loves the game. Uh, yeah, good speech. I mean, you know, she just spoken like a true fan. And uh, she just loves everything about Big Brother. And uh, I'm almost certain she'll, uh, if they ever ask her back, she'll definitely do it again. It's in her blood. And uh, I think uh, Evil Dick kind of gave that uh, mantra to her of just, you know, being a complete big BB fanatic. Oh, definitely. Runs in the family, for sure. Runs in the family. Um, I'm surprised Evil Dick wasn't called back. Maybe he doesn't want to do it anymore either, though. He kind of just likes his position of doing yeah. all the shows and whatever yep um julie congratulates the remaining house guests on surviving the uh harrowing event uh harrowing evening rather and confirms to them that there will be no jury battle back meaning that one of the remaining six house guests will indeed be the winner of big brother all-stars so of course we have christmas cody nicole enzo Memphis. Oh my God! There's Tyler. So, so, so we have Memphis, Cody, Enzo. We have Tyler, Christmas, and Nicole. Right. Okay. That's it. Perfect. I don't know why I was. Damn it. I'm sorry, Tyler. Um, yeah. So, who? Who? Do you recall who was your person to pick? To win I picked it? Enzo. Oh, snap. Okay, so your boy Enzo's still in there. All right. Uh, yeah, my pick's still in there, and I did change my mind, so I kind of want to go back and see who my first pick was because it might have been Cody or Tyler. So, really, I'm sitting in great shape. Uh, your pick went home week two. Damn it, Nicole. One job. <laughs> and, and I then, think Steph went, that, chose Ian, maybe? I don't know. But she's I not think, here. Yeah, so we'll ask Steph afterwards. Either way, we're definitely going to break it all down, and I'll have recaps yeah. of what we said before, too, and all that. Um, I guess if I had to, honestly, out of these six, I'm, I don't know, man. 
Like, I, I, Enzo or Tyler for me, because I feel like yeah. they're the best games. I think Tyler is in the best position to win. Um, I would love, I would still love to see Enzo win. So I picked Enzo for kind of the warm and fuzzy. I like him as a, like just as a good dude. Uh, he he causes a lot of chaos, and I was just hoping that that would. Um, you know, come through in the season. It hasn't, um, but we've still had those Enzo moments. So just mm-hmm. as like a human, I, yeah. I would love to see Enzo win. Um, as a player, I think Tyler is in the best shape to do it. Um, Cody could win himself at the end, um, but not sitting next to Tyler. So we'll see how he uh, we'll see how he plays that out. Um, but I think those are my top three for sure, with Tyler being the the lead. That's it. It would be crazy to have Memphis and Cody as the final two, and at least one of them is finally going to win. That would be kind of awesome as well. There but, would be some some poetic beauty in that. Yeah. The number one of the number twos. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you know, so that's it. We'll certainly see what happens. Um, these house guests definitely deserve a well-deserved break, though. Yeah. Gee, golly. What... Uh, what a night! And it, it two hours went by so quick, I didn't even know what was going on anymore. I was exhausted, so I could only imagine how the house guests were, um, in that regard. But yeah, that basically concludes your chaotic BB8 or BB Week Eight week. Um, any I guess final thoughts? Historic triple eviction. I don't know that I need to see that again. I think I would rather see two doubles in a season rather than a triple. Yeah, yeah, I think like at the end of the day, like we kind of gave it a womp womp review at the beginning, going over the recap, talking about the things, you know, I little warmer about it. Uh, I'm really looking forward to what happens this week and kind of seeing the fallout of this. There might not be as much fallout as uh, if some other choices were made. So a backdoor in Christmas, for example, I think would have had some different fallouts. Um, but yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll see what happens and, and uh, watch the end of this season kind of wrap up in a nice little bow. Uh, no historic final six. Um, but you know, well, I mean, everything. It's, I mean, it's historic in the sense that it's all committee members. So this is the only time we actually have a full on um, alliance as the final six. No, it didn't happen because Danny's gone. Yeah, but all of them were OK, but we're counting still Enzo as technically committee. No, if, 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 if the if the triple triple eviction didn't happen, essentially, we would have had the final alliance making it through the, oh, yeah. the final thing. So essentially it happened. It's just triple eviction kind of ruined it, but the committee made it to the, the full alliance made it to the finals. We're counting yeah. Enzo in there because Enzo is pretty much in there. Um, he just doesn't know it. He just doesn't know it, uh, which yeah. is weird, but that's awesome <laughs> at the same time. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm still with the womp womp because honestly, if this didn't happen, we would have had another two weeks of boringness. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know that doing a triple, I don't think the triple changed the game. I think it would have been the same three weeks. Yeah, I really do. So I'm kind of happy in that regard 
<laughs> they did. They, and I feel I felt like maybe that's Big Brother kind of knew that that's where they were all going. So they're like, you know what? Let's just do this. Let's triple eviction. These fans are really gonna tear us one if we keep this up. So I think for this case, triple eviction made sense because you wanted to at least force the house guests to make uh, bolder moves, which they didn't do. But at least also, meanwhile, if they don't, at least get the fans to not have to see another two weeks of stupidities. Yeah. Uh, so now it forces them to actually play and go against each other. So about time we get some sort of excitement. I don't want to see another triple uh, triple eviction, though. I think it's way too much. I would like to maybe see a double eviction on two hours, though. Um just because I think give it a little bit more time, let it breathe a little bit more, and uh, yeah. you can still do double eviction. Because the two hour is nice, but then adding two hours with triple eviction makes it kind of almost the same thing as one hour with double. So Honestly, I would love to see a two hour double eviction with a power. Oh, snap. Because you, I want to see, like, I want to see how players not just react under the time pressure, but their ability to improvise. So how quickly can they strategize? Um, so a hidden power or maybe a double veto, like two winners on the veto. I want to see like, yeah, the longer time, but throw throw something else in there. I think two hours on a normal double with the way the new age big brother is not so exciting, but mm. you need to, so you need something to, to kind of twist it up or do double evictions in back to back weeks. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that honestly, yeah, I don't think I ever want to see a triple eviction again. It was just too no. much, too much. Too much. Um, or double eviction back-to-back -back week would have made sense too. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. Now, uh, finally, we're going to get some game, hopefully. Yeah, let's see. Let's see how they tear each other apart. Let's watch the hyenas go. Enzo, this, this is where you got to do something, kid. You just got to do whatever you want to do. Turn right up the chaos. Come Keep on. Keep that beat. Do that jerseyan, you know what I, I mean? I want it. I want it. <laughs> so that's it. It's uh, yeah. So uh, all in all, pretty crazy season. Um, I guess final note would be that Big Brother's days are changing. It is now going to be Tuesday. Uh, wait. Monday, no, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. So Sunday nights are now officially changing to Mondays, um, which is cool, I guess. Uh, I don't mind that at all. Like, whatever, sure. Uh, so it's great. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and the final um, final Big Brother is episode. The finale is going to be on October 28th. So we essentially have four more weeks, and uh, that's all she wrote mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's, that's just Big Brother for you. Yeah. All righty. So um, September 30th was Friendship. Uh, not friendship, rather, but every child matters. I still didn't post put that up, but I'm still going to put that there so people are informed. Orange Did shirt day. Orange shirt day. Hashtag every child matters. What do you have this week for us? And I promise I'll put it in a timely fashion. Oh, it's okay. This one's not time sensitive. Uh, I am going back to Rice for Ramadan. And the biggest reason for that is the rainy season is coming to a close confinement is up in Guinea so artists are starting to work again so it's really nice um, but we have a bucket of money that still needs to go out um, so if we don't make it to our goal there's going to be some groups who get left out um, so we are about $3,000 shy 
um, of getting all 21 percussion groups. And so really at this point now, um, it's about getting these artists stable. So now that we're able to work again, there's still, you know, some trouble. We got some kids going back to school. Families are really tight. Um, so this will just kind of ease that pressure and get back to normal, mm. um, especially in the light of their federal election coming up. So if you do have anything to give, uh, please do that. Um, otherwise, uh, I imagine this campaign will be coming to a close very soon. So if mm. it's something that you've uh, been interested in, please donate. Donate. Do it. Uh, if you can, of course, um, all the links will be there if you want to read more about it. And, of course, the donation page for that. Um, as for me, it's the same old, same old. You can follow me at um, JLB420 on Twitter. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. Uh, Insta is re at Real Talk Radio online. Um, anchor.fm slash RTR is where all our bar stream stuff is whether you like your Apples, your Spotify's your iHearts, your Stitchers uh, they're all there so whatever you like to listen Real Talk Radio on you can go there and um, yeah and Anchor and uh, not Anchor but uh, realtalkradio.online a website that will never be updated is still there um, I hope to be doing something soon I'm trying to learn how to create a good website so this is why I am taking forever with that but no excuses. No one is here for those. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Thank you, CC, for joining with me, uh, joining me rather uh, in this uh, hellacious week of Big Brother. And ah, uh, glad I could make another it. One. Here's to another week. We'll talk well, next week. We'll talk next week. And until then, guys, ciao for now. Bye.